This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back to Now with Dave Brown. I'm Alex Smythe in for Dave. Over the course of the past couple months on the show, there have been discussions on how to choose the right financial planner, learning about investments, and gaining a perspective on risk tolerance. But today, let's turn the tables and consider the client's perspective. What should clients feel comfortable sharing with their financial advisor? Ryan Chin has some tips. Ryan is a certified financial planner with Sun Life. Hello, Ryan. How are you doing today? I'm well, Alex. Uh, Thanks uh, for having me on today. Oh, thank you for being here. So you have 11 tips to share. Obviously, we can't get through every single one today. So we're going to focus on half of them and pick up the conversation next time. So your first tip, you wanted to really dive into the fact that when you are, what your financial advisor needs to know and what are some of the common reasons someone might seek professional advice uh, when it comes to seeking a financial advisor there, Ryan? Yeah, well, I mean, Alex, here's the thing. I mean, we all have different life events throughout our stages of life, whether it be You know, you're thinking about getting married, you're thinking about having children, you're contemplating purchasing your first home. You know, as we progress, maybe you're looking to retire. Maybe there's been a death in the family. These are all very common reasons where someone might say, hey, I think it's time for me to have a little professional advice. I know a little bit, but I wouldn't mind just learning that, you know, what are the ins and outs of all of these things? And so... Financial advisors, beyond just knowing what, you know, you the the assets and everything you have, they, they also need to know what you care about so they can build the best plan that you're not not only works for you, but also something you can get excited about. So what kinds of examples would this entail for a client? Yeah, Alex, I mean, we we have to get to know uh each and every one of our clients very personally this you know it's all well and good to know um things but but we got to know what are they passionate about you know if i were sitting down with you alex and you said to me you know what ryan i'm thinking about purchasing a home in the next you know three to five years uh, wonderful. But, you know, what else is going on with you? Tell me other things. What are the other areas of life that could potentially impact that particular goal? That's certainly a goal of yours, and I, I love it. Now, let's let's dig a little deeper. Are you, you know, passionate about something else that we may need to incorporate into this planning conversation so that we can really understand a very big holistic view of who you are and where you will go over uh, over that time. Now, sometimes there may be a uh, a situation where it it makes sense to maybe seek out a new financial advisor. Why, when you do come and meet with a potential new financial advisor, why is it important to share your previous experiences when meeting with these new potential financial advisors you may sign up with going forward? So, I mean, uh, these are countless, countless reasons. So, I mean, first we need to understand why is it that you're leaving 
your current advisor. Maybe you went into a financial institution, you opened an account, and you weren't getting any services. Uh, maybe you opened that account, you were getting some services, and you felt like you got some bad advice or misinformation or it was just inaccessible to you. I mean, there's countless reasons why you would seek out a financial advisor. And on the other side of that table, sharing those experiences with your uh, with your advisor or your new prospective advisor um, are very good because then that person is a little more equipped to understand what are your personal reasons for being there? Um, you know, how can they assist you even further in terms of like, do, do they need to provide just that little bit more accommodation to provide for your particular situation? Or is there a product or service that you're, you were asking about? Nobody was giving you good information. You know, maybe they need to take that away, do some research, give you that that additional perspective and or maybe they already know it you know so um it's a relationship and and just like getting into any relationship there's a little bit of a give there's a little bit of a take but it's but it's more about really getting to understand you know why are you here how can i help you you know what have been what has been your experiences and and how can we provide that much better service than you've experienced in the past. And so building on this, you've mentioned and, and spoken about risk tolerance numerous times on uh, in the past on the show, but why is it important to share not only your comfort with risk when it comes to your finances and, and your money, but in life as well? Yeah, well, there you go, Alex. I mean, uh, we all you know, can associate, if I go through the, uh, the, the investor profile questionnaire and I ask you, you know, Hey, if the market dropped, you know, 30%, would you buy, would you sell, would you hold? Or, you know, if the market went up 30%, would you buy, would you sell, would you hold? And, you know, those are pretty, uh, I'll say, uh, mechanical kind of question and answers but if you said to me well you know what ryan i'm uh, I, I i have no problems with risk i i uh, i like to live life on the edge um you know and or ryan i'm a very conservative person i don't like a lot of risk i want to make sure that everything in my life is structured or predictable I mean, these are your personal traits that we as planners or in, in some cases advisors, um, we need to in, incorporate into building that investment plan for you that, you know, hey, if you don't like risk and you're you're very you're very comfortable with with structure and predictability, then we need to make sure that our plan represents that. If we uh, put too much risk in there that's going to provide you a very negative experience. And, you know, you may, you may decide, Hey, I want to go find someone else because this person isn't identifying with me and my values. I, I wonder too, Ryan, if it's a, a case, especially when you start asking about the, the life questions, the, the personality questions opposed to just focused on the finances itself. Do you, then help paint a truer picture of maybe what someone's risk tolerance may actually be? Because if someone may come out and say, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with financial risk, but then everything else in their, their questionnaire and their responses and their interaction with you 
kind of indicate, okay, maybe they may not be as open to a level of risk that they are presenting when it comes to the financial side of things? Absolutely. Alex, you hit the nail on the, nail on the head. Absolutely. It's because we need to pair the two. And if you say to me, oh, I don't mind risk, I, I, I want to take all this risk, and then ultimately your life is not that, then that's not a good match. And I've had conversations with clients whereby, you know, they tell me one thing through that risk questionnaire, and then I find out a little bit more about them and, and sort of uncover that the risk questionnaire doesn't match their lifestyle, and by all means... I need to look at the whole picture, not just, you know, based on those those questions. It's based on the overall interaction. And, and building on that in, in the whole picture uh, aspect is the fact that when it comes to the income and, and why is it important to to disclose and, and share your, your income with your financial advisor, even though it may not be directly linked to the amount of money you're saving or investing with them? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, I, I think it's about income, but it's about sort of like sort of that whole overall um, uh, uh, client picture. So when we say, you know, we do need to understand what are what are their income sources, it could be salary, maybe, uh, maybe they're getting uh, some additional money from from uh, uh, a grant, or maybe they're getting other monies from residuals, like, uh, you know, uh, 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 um, you know, they, they've sold a book, and they're getting getting extra extra income coming in, knowing all sources of income, really helps us understand what is it that we should be saving should some of that money be directed into registered retirement savings because we need some tax deductions should some of that money be in tax-free savings because you know maybe the income uh isn't sufficient so a registered retirement savings plan isn't the right choice uh, and or maybe it is uh it, it is such that we need to just understand should we be limiting the risk um because you know the the income is not not sufficient to uh to uh you know take on extra risk we need to make sure that that money is going to be there when the individual needs it so there are lots of reasons that that we we want to understand the income portion but but again that does build on how we're going to use that money how we're going to invest it where we're going to direct it and then how will it better benefit the individual Absolutely. Ryan, thank you so much for taking the time to kind of list out some of your tips. Obviously, there was not enough time to get into absolutely every single one, but you'll, you'll come back next time and we'll continue this conversation where we left it off. So thank you very much. Appreciate it, Alex. Uh, live on and prosper, sir. <laughs> live on, long and prosper. That was Ryan Chin, certified financial planner with Sun Life and apparently now verified Trekkie fan. Coming up in 60 seconds, Elizabeth Moeller will have the weather report of the day. But first, here's Canadian Press reporter Karen Rebo with your Morning Business Minute. 
Canada's main stock index gained 1.6% yesterday. Toronto's TSX index surged 314 points to 20,023. New York's Dow Jones average gained 489 points and the Nasdaq climbed 326. In Tokyo this morning, the Nikkei index shot up 2.5% and Hong Kong's Hang Seng surged 3.9%. Our dollar is trading overseas this morning at 72.97 cents US. Asian shares are mostly high today cheered by a rally on Wall Street that was one of the best days of the year following a surprisingly encouraging report on inflation. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau is headed to California later this morning for three days of meetings at the Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation Summit in San Francisco. Yesterday, he was in B.C. with Premier David Eby announcing a $1 billion lithium-ion battery cell production plant to be built in Maple Ridge, B.C. From the Canadian Press Business Desk, I'm Karen Rebeau. Thank you very much, Karen. Now it is time to explore the world of weather with Elizabeth Moeller. Elizabeth, you wanted to focus today's weather report on a place that is no stranger to the colder weather as winter approaches. It is true. I think Winnipeg is earning the name Winterpeg this month for sure, because Winnipeg will stay pretty chilly for a few months before we see those temperatures rising above freezing again. And we've already had over 100 days, which is quite a lot, with temperatures that are below freezing. And on November the 13th, the average daytime high in Winnipeg hit zero degrees Celsius, starting a stretch of 129 days where it will be freezing or colder in Winnipeg. But this doesn't mean that we won't have some warmer days on the horizon here or there, but it's a signal of the trend to come. However, this week in particular will be milder than usual. So enjoy the relatively warmer weather while it lasts, but get ready for colder weather moving into Alberta on Sunday and then spreading east next week. Brace yourself for a blast of really cold Arctic air in the middle of next week, making temperatures colder than normal as we head into the last week of November. So in Winnipeg, keep those coats out, keep those hats out. You've earned your name, Winterpeg, but we won't give you the cold shoulder. Instead, we'll encourage you to keep your shovels handy. <laughs> Very good advice there, Elizabeth. Thank you so much for this. We'll check You're in welcome. with you later on for the round table. <laughs> but coming up next, there are a range of holiday events lined up in the Halifax region. Community reporter Milena Cavanavichus gives you all the details. You're watching now with Dave Brown on AMI. Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books, where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts.